my name is Mansi and I am obsessed with unearthing every little secret about parenting, babies, business and wellness that will help you navigate through all the questions you always wanted to ask but didn't know who to. I'm a simple woman from the maximum city who quit her high-paying marketing job to start India's most trusted discovery platform for parents after a six-month backpacking trip with her three-year-old daughter with just rupees 10,000. I now run a seven-figure online business with kidstoppress.com and connect with over 10 million parents a month. I share our favorites every single day on the website and on our social media so you can have the best moments with your children and leave the discovering to us. Think of this as your play date with a fellow mom over wine or coffee who loves her kids but also needs her happy ass without them. Shy away from the real talk? No ways. Whether it's money, business, failure, baby, sex or frustrations of not keeping it all together, we've got you covered. So now grab your tea, sit cozy and stay tuned for another stellar episode of Keep It Real Podcast by KidStopRest.com. The minute I share anything about sustainability or a new product or something like that, you want to, you know, people want to suddenly buy that, right? Do not throw away everything that you have and then try to rebuild a sustainable lifestyle, right? You have to eliminate that gradually, slowly. But that does not mean that you fill your Amazon carts right away and say, okay, now everything in my house is going to be glass and everything in my, you know, I'm going to only buy this. You have to complete that process of disowning and distancing what you have. Hey guys, we are chatting with Seher from Bare Necessities and I've been following their journey for a really, really long time. I have, you know, if you're following me on my personal handle or on Kidstop Press, you know, we always talk about um, sustainable living. You would have possibly always got me with a glass bottle. You would have possibly always got me with... Um, you know my cup which i always use uh, in terms of carrying my tea coffee around these little little changes you'll perhaps if you've been invited to my daughter's birthday party you wouldn't have seen bislary bottles if you've attended ksp awards also let me tell you when we've actually had over 400 people we've still not had a single plastic bottle um so i think or you know when when you truly believe in something it kind of um it, it kind of comes through in every single practice and every single thing that you do. And I'm very, very excited to have Seher from Pair Necessities join us today because, um, you know, how do you take these daily things to more actionable things? Because when we think of sustainable living or zero waste living, we are thinking of an extreme step after we've seen multiple YouTube videos saying, okay, you know, my, my um, waste is not going to be more than a jar. But that is the final step and that's that's at a, at a much later stage but there are little small changes that you can make every day as parents because we need to raise a generation of humans who believe in sustainability because they're going to be the um, you know the future let me say they're going to inherit this world at some point in time so um, I think it's very 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 important for us because we are the guardians and we are the educators who are actually teaching them this Hey, Seher, so nice to have you. Hi, Mansi. Thanks so much for having me. I must ask you this because, you know, sometimes when, um, when you believe in something, you tend to be a little harsh on others who don't. Did that happen to you? Mm -hmm. When people around weren't making those conscious choices, were you, was that bothering you? Because that bothers me. Honestly, at first, when I was like really making my first few steps towards living a more sustainable lifestyle, um, and if someone, you know, around me kind of, 
did something that like came something in like excessive packaging um i i would like want to say something and like stop myself um and then i realized you know it's um uh, you can't be preachy i think um it's everyone's very individual journey and everyone needs to come to um living a lifestyle that's congruent with their values whenever it is uh, might not be today might not be tomorrow um and yeah I, i so i just kind of started to be a little bit more mindful about separating um and compartmentalizing a little bit um and to be honest i also was saying like i know what's in my power and what i can do to make make information accessible and if people want to uh, potentially be part of this solution that's amazing um but equally not being kind of really harsh or judgmental on others who aren't um because i think um it's a journey and everyone you know uh, we all go through ebbs and flows and we all on different journeys whether it's of self discovery or good positive body image or um, you know good parenting i mean the, everyone's on some sort of After journey so first it will bother you and then you reach a point where you do not get irritated but you uh, make them more conscious and get them and i truly believe that some you know a good leader is one who gets them onto your journey without intimidating them or being threatening or um you know anything like that so i completely uh, completely agree with you and uh, especially with children i must tell you that my experience with that you know my kids have never known a a a, a choice there right so i think when you um, limit those choices uh, even for people right why do people make wrong like you know like everybody would say there are no wrong people there are no bad people there are bad circumstances right so i would say there are no bad choices um there are no bad decisions there are bad choices right so exactly with that um you know when when you're going to a restaurant or you're going out with your kids or whatever if you're carrying the solution with you which is a possible water bottle a possible snack a cutlery set a straw you will make the you know you're tempting them to make the right decisions you know they will not be impulsively <laughs> picking up on that straw sorry did you show me something yeah the same thing that you just kind of uh, said you know that little kit with your straw and little ben you know necessities that you need on the go to be kind of a plastic free life like you were just kind of describing <laughs> right like i cannot even tell you how anal i am about carrying my own cutlery set because i just feel like oh my god you know how can you be so like even picking up that straw at starbucks i think we do it so mindlessly um or picking up uh, you know uh, or picking up that bisleri bottle um in in meeting rooms uh and conference rooms i feel it is such a mindless action i don't know how um how to get people to be more conscious about it in fact at some point time when we were meeting people which was almost a year and a half ago i would actually film boardrooms that had bisleri bottles i could of course not those clients <laughs> ever get to meet them again but i just feel like this this boardroom uh, you know in charge need to know and and that decision needs to kind of flow from top down uh, but for tell me something uh, for somebody who wants to start and embrace that journey what would be the first five easy steps you would tell them yeah i mean um, that's a great question i think we all um you know have plenty of water and you kind of already mentioned that like so carrying your own water glass stainless steel uh, bottle would be amazing um accessories to go with that for me is this little kind of collapsible cup because i love my coffee and um i love my ganneka juice on a hike and things like that so actually this is a really good camping essential 
Um, and it's completely collapsible, so it doesn't occupy a lot of space. Um, and then the next thing is, you know, any stainless steel or any kind of cutlery that you might have at home is awesome. So go ahead and use it. But I have a little spoon and fork, so it doesn't occupy that much space. It's a spoke. Uh, depends on what I'm using. Um, and then I think the next thing we all do when we wake up in the morning is just like brush our teeth, right? So if we could use um, a miswak stick or a neem stick. or we could use a bamboo toothbrush or just use plain up coconut oil um those are great kind of alternatives um and then i think as things start up in like schools or offices um carrying your own kind of uh, stainless steel tiffin or a collapsible silicon um you know box might be good alternatives as well um even if we're just like walking on you know and you know get excited to have that pani puri or whatever in a post covid world um kind of just um carrying your own dabba makes it so easy to grab a snack on the go or carrying your own so i guess those are my five super easy hacks <laughs> to live a more sustainable life but mansi i wanted to ask you though um you know how did you incorporate living more sustainably with your two kids you know uh, like i said that uh, so they've never been um and and i must say this as a disclaimer right that you know um when and i'm sure that happens to you as well right that when you when you believe or you are a flag bearer of something that you believe in people are constantly scrutinizing you that you and people around you are bearing that flag as well right um so i think first you know let them let them get rid of that burden because uh you know while they may they may walk a certain mile they don't need to walk the whole mile with you sure. right so that one um also the second bit i would say is that you know exactly what you said easy replacements right carry your own bottle carry your own dabba carry your own spoon and fork carry do not think 25 times before you need to open that bisleri bottle do i really need it and i think just doing that has made them so conscious now that they said now know that they cannot leave a house leave their house without a bottle right and yeah. think of it you know kids inherently like it's such an easy change for a mother to make because inherently matlab bachpan se tum hamesha uski bottle leke ja rahe ho why should that change later why should that ever change yeah. when the child is 4 5 and can unscrew a bisleri bottle and have it right that should not Absolutely. be a practice you have and and children are the easiest people to train because they are so much more aware and acceptable right and and again like you mentioned the lunch box right while i know we're extremely tempted to give them the barbies and the disneys and you know whatever dabba that are in fashion yeah. or whatever but you know if you actually tell them that it's the plastic that's seeping into their food even if it's food grade plastic and you know it can be reusable for a certain amount of time but that's you know the shelf life of that is is not very good even melamine plates for that yeah. matter i cannot even tell you the and i know that and i'm giving you all the ones that are easy you know where moms are easy victims right the melamine plates are the worst of the lot right yeah. uh, and don't and for once i think um it was to explain to myself that environment of course but the second is it's also so toxic for my child like okay the Absolutely. food looks really great it looks great on instagram and blah 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 but at the end of the day yeah. i'm feeding my child toxins right so that's not so that is a, a really big change and i would say to all the parents out there ditch those plates those fancy looking plates do not feel shy of putting down a steel ka plate or a steel ka chamma jorat you know traditionally yeah. if you think uh, you know yeah. when kids were born 
we always gave a chandi ke bartan to the child right Absolutely, like, yeah. like chandi ka plate and a chandi ka bowl and chamach and glass yeah. right that was the indian yeah. mindset yeah. so to think of it we were already a sustainable culture right a, a race that was anyway sustainable and if you actually eat in that it is far uh, it's it's much better for your health in any case than eating from plastic so why are you Absolutely. making you know fir hum wo ja ke wo chandi ke bartan locker mein rakh denge never will our child ever eat in that but they will eat in everything else so i said let's bring that out so that was another mm-hmm. change um even the coconut oil uh, you know whether it's uh, oil pulling or whatever and you know of late i've been seeing lots of people uh, coming up with sachets of coconut oil and you know i think it's very tempting for people to do that but you don't realize at the end of the day oil sw- you know swishing is just taking a spoonful of coconut oil into your mouth so why uh, why travel uh, make you know increase your carbon footprint of warehouse to your uh, home and a sachet which is in a foil blah 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 so all of that uh, and the last which even uh, even something that we do is uh, even a, a comb right even using a wooden yeah. comb is far more um yeah. uh, you know far more sustainable <laughs> right i mean and Absolutely. it makes less hair right uh, yeah. and it's the last one is moms please stop packing your kids lunches and sandwiches in aluminum foil and cling wrap yeah they are the worst of the lot right we think oh aluminum foil you know khana garam rahega ye hoga but that aluminum is seeping into your food so why do that right uh, so i think uh, and and the key is to explain it to the child because if you explain it to the child the child has enough pester power to convince the mother versus the reverse yeah, yeah. i think they're very very uh, you know they're very very understanding if you explain them the logic so in my case logic is worked amazing thank you so much for sharing bring back those uh, stainless steel plates with those beautiful compartments um i'm south indian so you know stainless steel is like part of every household whether it's water coffee um everything so i totally agree um and then kind of communicating that messaging from a really early age um and definitely when we write like from when we're in school we pack our little water bottle and our um a tiffin and things like that so what stops us as we grow up to stop carrying that water bottle right um Actually, I still do all of the things that my mom used to make me do as a little kid. Like, um, I used to always have four almonds in the morning, and I'm <laughs> many years older, but I literally still have four almonds every morning. So, whatever you know, those little seeds that you do plant at a really early age, I I think we're uh, sometimes underestimate the power that it actually has on on yeah. our lives. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> and you know, uh, coming back to that four almonds that you mentioned, I think another great way of inculcating this is reducing their choices, right? Because when you have too many options, means again you're over-consuming, right? And when you get into that habit of not consuming mindfully, um, you are reaching a stage where you know you are buying, discarding, buying, discarding. So your enemy is yeah. doing more damage than good, right? So I think, yeah. uh, like. said you know keep things in uh, in you know when things are scarce they're valued more so the four almonds meant a lot more to you versus <laughs> what you you know what would it would, would mean now so i think keep things in scarce your kids will value it for much much longer so next up i want to ask you is about you know till you really bother me are you know shampoo containers and you know sometimes we buy little ones sometimes we buy large ones sometimes we buy medium we buy multiple of them how do you uh, make sure that you're making sustainable choices there as well yeah definitely um well this is a subtle plug for bare necessities you can get shampoo that's made from aloe vera as a base uh, 
um, with some amazing kind of combinations of oils and curry leaves. Um, and we actually have a refill bar in Bangalore. So people actually come with their containers and kind of fill in as much as they want. Um, so that's one um, alternative. But equally, there are amazing businesses. There might be an auntie in your building or apartment complex making some amazing shampoo. Um, so kind of seeing if you can kind of experiment with those. Um, I know it can be a little hard to be a little experimental with our hair because at the end of the day, we need to present ourselves, um, you know, to our colleagues and whatnot. Um, but if you do have that, kind of resilience to experiment. Soap nuts are super cool. Rita, um, you can kind of just boil them in water and you get a very soapy, uh, naturally lathering uh, liquid that you can use as a shampoo as well. Um, so, you know, that might be another alternative. And then kind of nourishing it with some hydrating kind of oils that you like um, could be a good um hair care routine but also there are amazing sustainable brands that are making shampoo bars so you've got to just yeah. find what works for your hair because all of our ph levels are different all of our consistencies are different so it is a little bit of experimentation but totally worth it because once you find the right alternative you're kind of set for life and you're help, you know, helping divert so many single-use plastic units from entering in your life every day so in your lifetime actually you can save like upwards of 300 different plastic jars if you transition to plastic-free shampoo? So that's a really good question. Right. Um, also, I must add that, guys, uh, you know, and, and this typically happens, which I must uh, say, but, you know, the minute I share something or I, the minute I share anything about sustainability or a new product or something like that, you want to, you know, people want to suddenly buy that, right? So, I, guys, the uh, objective of this live is that do not uh, throw away everything that you have and then try to rebuild a sustainable lifestyle, right? You have to eliminate that gradually, slowly. But that does not mean that you fill your Amazon carts right away and say, okay, now everything in my house is going to be glass and everything in my, you know, I'm going to only buy this. You have to complete that process of disowning and distancing what you have. I mean, I don't know if that happens to you, but that most definitely happens to me. And I tell people that, you know, you don't need to go and like this is no fancy water bottle it's just my almond milk bottle which i get from my uh, you know from the lady or a juice bottle that i must have received as somewhere so you possibly don't need to fill your cart with saying okay i need to buy more or i need to buy a glass bottle suddenly do not make that mistake um so so i think that's uh, that's a very very um, very, very absolutely important. i can't agree more Absolutely. You can't kind of buy your way into sustainable living. I think um, it's more about kind of very incremental lifestyle choices. And while sometimes people say like, oh, my God, is that one plastic straw really going to matter? Uh, to me, for being really honest, zero waste living is something that's very tangible and internal. And if we're all at thinking about, you know, climate crises, we know the science, we know that there's anywhere from seven to 10 years left. Um, and we can't really decarbonize our economies like you and I, right? And for me, working in the environmental sphere for so long, um, it was getting a little, um, you know, I had a little bit of eco-anxiety, to be honest. And um, for me, this was a very tangible way in which you can visualize your impact by reducing your yeah. waste, you know? Um, and I think while this is the first step, um, in the larger, the bigger picture is actually kind of, moving towards a more circular economy, things that we used to do, you know, our bazaars, our tababalas, that, yeah. that's something that's just so native in our Indian DNA, to be honest. So in a way where um, zero waste lifestyle are like baby steps into building a more circular economy, which is kind of redefining how our cities, our um, groceries, how things are managed, produced, um, and kind of go back 
eventually. Um, and it's a very systemic approach. It requires everyone needs policy people. It needs you know designers. It needs design thinkers. It needs manufacturers. Um, but I think that these are just kind of directions in which we are kind of rebuilding that cleaner, more greener, more just world. And we shouldn't underestimate the power that we do have through some of these just quick, mindful steps. Right. Also, somebody has asked a question on sustainable fashion brands. Ooh, um, so many to name. Uh, first of all, the most sustainable item on your in your um, you know closet is the ones that you have already. Um, but equally, if you have an old dupatta, wanna um, upcycle it, you know, call your local tailor, make something fun and content contemporary out of it. Um, but brands that I love, um, you know, there's Sui, um, there is Doodleage. Um, gosh, there are so many uh, sustainable clothing brands uh, that I love. Uh, there's Lonali, House of Lonali. Um, um, yeah, I think, you know, just look out there and see whatever resonates with you and your style and your fashion. Um, and yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And sustainable, really, uh, sustainable also, I must ask you this question because I know I was asked this at another, um, you know, another panel that I was on, which was on bamboo dresses are they really sustainable um so honestly a lot of the materials that are currently in our clothing are synthetic right and that kind of transition from us um this country that employs um the second largest population of our country of our citizens in the artisanal and the textile sector right and we move from that handloom that spun that you know ikat bandhani all of that into this kind of fast fashion, consumeristic, Western dominant kind of rhetoric of what it means to be stylish and fashionable, right? Um, and that's when polyester and spandex and all of these synthetics kind of invaded our economies and lifestyles. Um, so now, of course, there is kind of this movement back into more sustainable fabrics. Um, cotton, cotton is also very kind of water intensive um, and things like that. But anyway, uh, there's hemp, there's linen, there's um, tinsel and there's bamboo. Um, honestly, these are more um, natural kind of textiles and they're more regenerative. So they do kind of go back to the earth versus um, synthetics that actually don't ever biodegrade. And um, every time you do a laundry load actually from your synthetic laundry or your clothes, it kind of emits tiny, tiny, tiny microplastics. Um, so those are like tiny pieces of plastic that you cannot see with the naked eye. They're less than 0.5 millimeters. And that's eventually going down the drains, getting into the water streams, going to the soil in which you're trying to grow your food. And in a week, all of us are basically consuming a credit size worth of plastic. Um, and that's when, you know, you can see strong correlations in the health sector as well um, about what we're doing to our health. So, yes, um, you know, uh, you know, bamboo, tinsel, um, um, hemp fabrics, these are all more kind of naturally occurring and then eventually do break down and can go back to the earth. Uh, when you do buy clothing, though, buy something that is all made out of the same plus, same material. Um, the mixed material is what makes it kind of harder to uh, recycle or break down and things like that. Right. Also, uh, coming to when you said laundry and detergents and things like that, I must uh, add there that, again, guys, those are massive water pollutants. Um, yeah. So, again, um, what should be, and, and I know we, we did this episode with Pragya Kapoor on Geo Savan, which is sustainable brands and um, climate change. And she, she actually said that, um, you know, why we need to be more conscious of the floor cleaners and the laundry detergents, because the water pollution levels um, can also be really, really um, 
hard on you know that's again a big climate crisis so any recommendations there yeah definitely um if you can and if you're up for it making your own kind of diy bioenzymes is amazing all you need is like orange peels and jaggery and tap water essentially to make amazing multipurpose detergent that you can use for your floor your toilets your surfaces your kitchen counters and everything um but if not equally definitely support businesses that align with your values um because you do kind of vote with your um um wallets kind of at the end of the day to kind of redefine a more cleaner world um so yeah that those are my my quick kind of uh, suggestions on that because you're right absolutely um you know polluting groundwater and diminishing of our groundwater aquifers is going to be a huge in fact there is research to suggest that we aren't um, going to fight for you know like big star historic wars that have occurred in the past um you know wars of our future are actually going to be around water and resources because they're becoming so scarce which is a really scary thought so uh, definitely really important to keep our um, aquifers you know um, rejuvenated and kind of as far as possible have kind of semi permeable surfaces and not just concretize everything so there's enough groundwater recharge going back to the earth and also that we are not sending kind of really bad polluted water with all of these crazy chemical and detergents um but ones that are definitely more naturally occurring so they go back to the earth um yeah there's sure. someone who's asking uh, for the recipe yes yes but actually i was going to ask you that you must tell us a quick few diys for i know if you look up the internet you will find toothpaste and uh, uh, floor cleaners and sanitizers and all of that so if you can give us a Lovely. Before we leave, a few quick DIYs to do. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so bioenzymes is amazing. All you need is ten parts of water, so like roughly one liter, and then you need three parts of orange peels. So you can use citrus peels, orange peels, lime peels, um, any of those, and then you need um one part or like roughly hundred grams of jaggery. You just put it all in um you know a big kind of plastic container or a big very thick glass uh, jar. um because we're saying plastic because um tends to ferment and expand a little so if you're using a very kind of low grade glass it could kind of cause it to break um so if you already have like an old tupperware or something like that it's perfect to use it uh what you can do every day in the morning you can you can kind of just burp it like which means just open the water bottle a little and um if you do have like a pinch of yeast you can add that and that expedites the process of fermentation so it takes only 1 month to get ready um versus 3 months without the yeast um and then if you really want something really quickly you can just use uh baking soda vinegar water and some essential oils and that's kind of ready to use almost immediately to kind of clean your surfaces before we end of course i have quick few questions and try and answer them as um short as possible what prompted you to write the book um i think there was a gap in the ecosystem with like indian content like you know the zero waste movement was kind of dominated by a very western rhetoric that um i think there was some a need for something that advocated for something that was more relevant to the indian audience and what's that one thing that we can we'll get in the book that's not on your instagram page already oh my god these gorgeous illustrations that my um colleague molly has done and um it's kind of got this huge library of sorts um so each chapter has all of the resources all of the recipes all of the people who really um do work in the space to provide a more sustainable solution so it's a one stop shop <laughs> okay
and if there's one switch that you need people to make the first step what should that be carrying your own water bottle because we all need water to sustain right and um have you reached the zero waste jar have you reached that stage i have a 500 ml jar i do <laughs> i want to see how how filled is it i mean i'm sure covid is done because we barely filled but guys you must also add that you have to add even things that you buy even the labels the tags the little plastic string that's also waste so be very very mindful of buying new clothes products because it's all going in there um and say so yeah. of course with all the bit ordering in and all the boxes that come with various delivery portals um how do you manage do you, does does that come under your zero waste zero waste lifestyle or do you not include it now that we're living off delivery portals yeah um to be honest i don't order a lot um my mom and i cook plenty um and we enjoy it it's kind of like a way of kind of going down um when i do order i try and get it from the most sustainable options or i take my own um um i mean i'm not perfect and in the pandemic i definitely have gotten some things um but you know just wash them all out um especially things that are food containers that are coming in plastic wash it and segregate it and look at the number on the back um and you know you can recycle at least some of those dry valuables um and you can also kind of keep upcycling the that same kind of plastic a uh, box couple of times uh, so just try and add more you know cycles or uses uh, to that before hopefully eventually it goes somewhere else yeah if what's the last message you would want to give everyone on why they should adopt a sustainable lifestyle oh man it's now or never and if you know we don't do it who will and um we want to give a better planet to the future generations i mean i have a niece and nephew that i like absolutely love and adore um and you know if i'm going on a beautiful hike with either of them and they see all of this plastic around i mean i just want to say that you know i i tried not to kind of add more to this and i tried to kind of um advocate for a solution um so we have only this one planet um and so it's now or never sir thank you so much for joining us today it was absolutely incredible to chat with you and wish you all the very best with the book and with bare necessities Oh thank you thank you so much uh thanks so much Mansi it was so fun chatting with you and hearing all of your insights about how you incorporate sustainability with the girls um and whenever you're in Bangalore come hang out at Bear <laughs> of course thanks thanks so much